This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Good afternoon, Law School Show listeners. Most of you are probably finished with your exams by now. And if you're one of them, congratulations on wrapping up one more year of law school. If you still have a couple exams to go, just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that you're almost there. Today, we wanted to relaunch our bar preparation episode that we had launched last year around this time. We know many of you will soon start preparing for the bar exam, and this episode can be a good starting point. In this episode, we talk about what the bar exam entails, how to prepare for the bar exam, and what to expect on the day of the bar exam. It is essentially bar exam in a nutshell. Last year, Chris and I had interviewed Marco Figliomani for this episode, who at that point was an articling student, and as most of you know, he has since joined our team at the Law School Show. So without further ado, here's everything you need to know about the bar exam in 900 seconds. Go. Did you pass the bar? It's a very bold first question, but I'm happy to say yes. (laughs) How did you find out that you passed the bar? So the Law Society of Upper Canada, they sent an email probably four to six weeks after the second exam. And what were the dates that you actually wrote the exam? I can't recall the exact dates, but the barristers was in the first week of June, June 6th, I think, and two weeks after that was the solicitor's exam. Of 2014, correct? Uh, Yeah. Where did you write the bar? I wrote it in Toronto, so it was at the Direct Energy Center and the exhibition grounds. Cool. And when did you get the materials? Um, I think it was sometime in mid-March. Um, I say that because I remember just seeing that brown box and dreading having to study <laughs> for it during school. So, yeah, around that time. What do the materials consist of? The barrister's materials were 843 pages and okay. about 1,086 for the solicitors. Wow. Um, so you're looking at about almost 2,000 pages in total. But keep in mind that uh, the PR section is duplicated in both sets of materials, uh, as well as the rules, the table of authority section, so you can shave off a good 300 pages from that total. What is PR? Uh, professional responsibility. That's good. Um, how is it organized? By subject matter, for example? Yes. Each section has a number of different chapters. In the barrister's material, you're going to have the PR section, civil litigation, criminal, uh, pub sorry, family and public, and in the solicitor's section, again, you're going to have PR, then business law, estates, and real estate. Were there any courses from uh, your law school that you found helpful for the bar exam itself? I took mostly business courses and, um, you know, real estate, secured transactions, tax. So courses like that certainly helped when I was reading through those sections of the material. But, I mean, if you haven't taken a course that's on the bar, it's obviously not the end of the world. You'll just, you know, have to pay a little bit more extra attention when you're reading through that material. Did you find generally that the materials were written in clear language? I'd say for the most part, yes. It's certainly a little easier, like I said, if you took the relevant courses. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But like, for instance, corporate transa- or corporate tax, uh, I mean, for me, that might as well have been in Mandarin. Um, but luckily, <laughs> luckily, it was a very small part of the materials, and they never really ask a lot of questions about that. Were there any courses that you wish you would have taken, which would have helped you a lot more? No, like I, when I was picking my courses in, you know, in second and third year, um, I was cognizant that I should probably take some courses that, you know, will be helpful for the bar. But for the most part, 
uh, unhappy with the courses that I selected. I wouldn't want to have taken a course that I didn't like or didn't want to take just for preparation for the bar. So I'd say, no, I was happy with it. Good to know. Did you rely on anything outside of the materials to prepare? Yes, kind of. So are you guys familiar with preparing an index? We've heard about it. That's the one thing um, that I certainly relied on. There's services that provide uh, like bar prep courses. Okay. Um, can do those. I don't. Nec- I don't think they're necessary. I think you can probably do this all on your own. And I think Can Bar Prep is one of those services that offer courses. But there are bar practice exams which could be helpful. Now you can either pay for those or you can just, you know, there's a bunch of old ones that are floating around. And I think those are helpful when you're getting closer to the day of writing, just to you know get in that zone and just practice the questions and become familiarized with the types of questions you'll be asked. And you did that. I did, yeah. And for the indexes, did you get them from someone else or did you prepare them yourself? Okay, so I guess I'll tell you what we did. So there was about 20 to 25 of us at Dow that got together and kind of distributed um, who's going to do what section. So it was mm-hmm. definitely passed down to us, and all we did is we just updated we just updated them uh, in terms of, like, the page number references. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and just made sure, like, if there were sections, um, if there were things in the index, that were not in the material, we would delete it, and if there was extra stuff, we would add that in. And when did you start studying? So when did that group process begin? Beginning of May. Yeah. So right. it gave yeah. me about four weeks, a month uh, before writing the first exam. So you would say, like, officially you started studying basically May 1st after you finished 3L exams? Uh, no, like, I finished 3L exams towards the end of April, probably, like, April 23rd. And I gave myself like a good week or two off just to, you know, unwind and, you know, enjoy right. a little bit of freedom mm-hmm. before gearing up. So I'd say I started like probably May 6th. And in total, how many hours were you studying on a daily basis? And did you study every single day from that uh, May 1st week onwards? I never calculated the total because I didn't want to depress myself by knowing how much of my life was <laughs> away from me by the bar exam. Um, but I think a fair approximation would be like, a full nine to five day with breaks, of course. Yeah. Five days a week, um, I'd leave my weekends open to do normal human things, and I'll also like to allow for catch up if like I took a day off in the week. Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, multiply that by six weeks, uh, and that's what you get. Yeah. So it's basically a full time job for six weeks. Was that consistent with your peers as well? Some of my friends definitely gave themselves a lot less time to do it, and therefore. You know, they would they would go through the material much quicker in a day. They would cover more pages in a day, uh, and they were kind of scrambling towards the end. I mean, if that if that's the type of person you are, like, and it works for you, then mm-hmm. go right ahead. But me personally, I was a bit more uh, prudent in my planning, so I wouldn't have that extra stress. Yeah, good call. I think the usual target is try to get through 50 pages a day. Okay. Okay. And and that's you know that should pace you well if you give yourself enough time. And before your first exam, did you also start studying for the second exam also in that one month that you had? So the way it worked for us is the first exam was, I think it was the barrister, which had less material. So I started, the very first bit of material that I studied was from the solicitor exam. So I got a bit of that out of the way. Then I just went full through with the barrister stuff, wrote the barrister, and then carried on studying for the solicitor in that two-week interim period between the two exams. Backing up to around May 6th, so prior to that, you did all of your indexing first, right, in the group? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you had the index completed. 
Um, and then you have your index and you start studying. So did you study alone for that entire period? Uh, the majority of my studying was in groups. I mean, misery loves company, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, we tried to make the most of it. Uh, we, you know, like chill on a patio, go to a coffee shop, maybe even sometimes a bar. You know, we just tried to make the most of it. Right. Did yeah. you spend equal time on each section? Well, all sections are equal, but some sections are more equal than others, I'd say. I mean, mm -hmm. I would blast through the stuff I was familiar with and maybe spend a bit more time on the areas that I was less familiar with. But again, like the sections, for instance, real estate in the solicitor's material is a much bigger chunk, and therefore you'll be spending more time on that than you know, okay. smaller sections like wills and estates. Yeah. So on the, sorry, the indexes, you said, were you updating that during the month, or you had already updated them before you started studying? I, uh, I think like maybe within the first week or two of studying, um, yeah. because I was... I kind of went through that material in my studies uh, simultaneously while preparing that index because it was the part that I was responsible for. Okay. So I would say within the first week, two weeks, like that was done. The index was done. And then, nice. I, and then from there, I could just focus on reviewing the materials. And what does this index actually entail? The index that we used, it's on, like, on a Word file or an Excel file. And what it is, it's just a list of key terms. Uh, in alphabetical order or however you decide to organize it. And it's just, uh, you know, a bunch of different key terms with page references. So if you're trying to look for an answer, you look at this index, you know, whatever head, whatever um, keywords would pop into your head, you'd look it up in the index and then you'd see the page reference for where you might find the answer. And okay. the purpose of that is to help you quickly navigate through the materials when you're in the exam to find the answer. Yeah. Were you stressed throughout the study period? I was stressed in stages. It was kind of okay. like an inverse bell curve. I was stressed at the beginning because the whole thing just seemed so daunting and I, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Um, but then you get into a comfortable routine of studying and it's, it's definitely less stressful. And then again, when it's close to the exam, it's impossible not to get stressed. Totally. Yeah. And did you use any other materials aside from creating those indexes to study? Um, there was some, like I said, <clears throat> definitely relied on practice questions uh, mm -hmm. in the few days before the exam. Uh, and there was like some charts that were also passed down and just general notes that were handed down from previous years that I used and I reviewed kind of just like summaries of, you know, um, certain parts that were a little tricky to comprehend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Walk us through the scene on the day of the exam. So you wake up in the morning and... Yeah. I mean, I crashed at a friend's place um, because it was close to the venue. Okay. Um, so, you know, got up, usual routine, gave ourselves enough time to uh, commute to the venue. Uh, we get there. I mean, there's a ton of students just hanging out, stressing out, congregating, looking subhuman sometimes uh, <laughs> with their little plastic baggies, which was reminiscent of the LSAT, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so you get there, you hang out, and you kind of, you know, just talk a bit, I guess, trust. I mean, I tried not to talk about what we were about to face, um, but some people can't avoid but doing that. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, you, we all had to go through screening, which is where I guess they sign you up. They check your bags. They check your materials. You need to have your Law Society ID with you. Like, that is a must. So, uh, you know, make sure you have everything in order because they can be sticklers sometimes. Right. right? And you don't want to add any extra stress to that day. Um, so we did that, and then we went into this huge open space, 
um, and you're assigned to get your own table, pretty much. And, um, yeah, that's where you spend the next, uh, you know, like seven to eight hours uh, writing this uh, exam. And is it in blocks of time? Yes. Start, I suppose, at around 9 o'clock. The first block is three and a half hours. And you get an hour lunch, you come back, and then it's another three and a half hours. Did you find the exam hard? Um, I would say the simple answer to that question is no, it's not hard. It's more of a time crunch and an endurance test because you feel exhausted at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Was it a time crunch to the same level that the LSAT was? I certainly felt that it was a time crunch. And I thought the challenge was um, pacing yourself as you go through it and, you know, just making sure you're on track. Like, for both exams, like, I'm pretty sure I had to guess, like, on the last few questions or a bunch of questions. Yeah. 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 Just That's, purely based on time constraints, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty typical for most people not to get through all of the questions, so it's not that big yeah. a deal. Maybe we should make it clear, like, is there a, a passing grade? You know, everything is a mystery when it comes to how these things are marked or what the passage rate is, and I think... Part of that reason is because they use the same exam for each sitting in the year. I think there's like three or four sittings, and they use the same exam. And that's mm-hmm. why you leave all your materials there, including right. binders. Like, they take your binders and steal them from you, kind of. <laughs> so all your preparation, uh, preparation material, you leave it at the exam? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So one um, thing you can do if you don't want to give up a binder yeah. that you spent money on, um, some people just came with rings. Um, to put through the holes of the, um, like, of the actual materials. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's okay. an option. So based on all the experience that you had going through the exam, do you have any advice? One small thing, uh, it'd be a good idea to calculate beforehand how much time you'll need for each question so you can pace mm-hmm. yourself. Um, so, for instance, in each three-and-a-half-hour block, I think for us there was about 110 questions. So you can calculate that beforehand and you can figure out, like, okay, I'm 15 minutes in, how many questions should I have answered, right? And it kind of keeps you on track. It can stretch you out, but it also keeps you on track. Um, In terms of actually preparing and studying, uh, don't psych yourself out because you're not expected to memorize this material, right? You should Mm -hmm. just go through all of it once, do your best to comprehend it, um, and you just have to be familiar enough with it that you're able to scan through it and just find the very particular uh, answer that is being asked of you. Because these questions are are pretty specific for the most part. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of reference to cases or case law. It's more procedural in a sense. Okay. Um, Maybe you can talk a little bit more about the questions themselves. Paraphrase the general question. You know, what court would you go to for this particular type of dispute? Like, what level of court? Um, What is the limitation period uh, for this thing? You know, like, stuff like that. I can't remember specifically. Uh, There's a bunch of questions on the Law Society website. I think there's maybe eight and eight for each, uh, for the barrister and the solicitor, and it kind of gives you a flavor of the types of questions that they ask. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like I said, they're they're pretty straightforward. They're not difficult. Some of them, yeah, of course, there's going to be ones that kind of trip you up. But check out the Law Society webpage and those uh, those practice exams, and it'll give you a sense of what you're getting yourself into. Nice. Cool. Is there anything else we should know? 
Yeah, I have a couple more tips for you guys. It was recommended to me to use, like when you're, highlight, when you're highlighting the material, to use different color highlighters. And the purpose of this is just to flag different types of information uh, for easy navigation when you're actually writing. So, you know, I'd use one color for a ratio, one color for a limitation period, another color for a case name, and another color for a statute. Okay. So, I mean, that takes a bit of, um, a little bit of extra time and discipline, but me personally, I thought it was worth it. If you don't do it, I'm sure you'll still be fine. Yeah. Sure. Um, another thing, you know, I already mentioned to pace yourself throughout prep and writing the exam if that's, if you just want to minimize stress. And um, make the most of study time. Study in a way that maximizes your comfort but also keeps you productive. You know, for me, that meant sitting in a nice, comfy couch at a coffee shop or knocking back a few beers on a patio, enjoying the weather because it's summertime. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, if you need to be in a library to be productive, then, you know, do that if it works for you. Yeah. And then what I liked is you said set some goals, right, about page numbers. So you, I guess your goal was to get through 50 pages per day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, if you can't meet that goal, then you kind of, it gets tacked on to, you know, some other day or on the weekend. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think we got it. Oh, and yeah. obviously when you're going through it, just have faith in yourself that you're going to get <laughs> and like yeah. come out on the other end uh, unscathed. And yeah. uh, another important thing is after you write these bad boys, like treat yourself, celebrate, do something that makes you feel good because you deserve it. If you're not too exhausted, of course. You've just been listening to The Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds.